The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Matthew Dowling is a former Pennsylvania state representative who served as a state representative for the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset counties for three terms, six years. And Matthew is on the line with us here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. So when you were a state representative, what was a typical day like for you? Being a state representative, um, a typical day can go from one extreme to the other. Uh, when we were in legislative session, which the Pennsylvania House is uh, about 100 to 110 days a year, um, the day, of course, starts out by going to the House floor. Uh, we open with with prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance, um, and then bills will be referred to different committee meetings. Uh, you take a break for committee meetings, you go to caucus, uh, and then you come back and you finish voting on what is on the schedule for the day. If you're not in session, uh, your day can be even more interesting because you are in your legislative district back at home, uh, meeting with constituents, talking about their issues and their problems. Um, and you can go from uh, walking down a creek with a constituent that uh, that there's flooding coming from that you have to try to deal with that to uh, dealing with a hospital administrator that's having um, funding problems for a new construction project or something of that nature. So it's a wide range. I always tell people that you have to be a subject matter expert in absolutely everything when you're, you are a, a state representative. Is it hard to get your constituents' issues heard because there are so many other representatives that want to get their constituents' issues heard and there's not time for everything. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely um, a, a lot uh, more bills that are proposed than are actually ever voted on or ever passed. Um, you know, so if you're drafting a bill for your constituent, um, it, it may not get through in that legislative session. That being said, um, the problems that we're handling, uh, like flooding issues, et cetera, back at home, those are normally uh, farmed out to state agencies that would deal with that, like uh, PennDOT, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, would take care of uh, any roadway issues that we have. 
and uh, and we have a staff that helps with those constituent issues. Every year, uh, we received or communicated with over 10,000 constituents that had an issue that we needed to help address. Yeah. So I guess on the one hand, you've got to be the constituency person. And then on the other hand, you're kind of representing the Republican Party, aren't you? So is it hard to balance that? Well, you know, I, I think regardless of what political party you're a member of, um, you are elected to serve the 68,000 people that are in your um, your legislative district and within those geographic boundaries. So you have to serve uh, people, whether they are Republicans or Democrats, um, uh, with whatever issues that they have. Um, that's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, but as as a representative, you are represent you are elected to be their voice. Um, likewise, they know when they go to vote uh, what you stand for and what your principles are and what your beliefs are. So uh, neither side should be shocked uh, whenever uh, it comes to a situation like that. So when did you realize that you wanted to get into politics? So I've always been, um, let's say, community minded, uh, active in my local community, uh, member of the local chamber of commerce. I've been uh, involved on the fringes of other political campaigns going back to uh, 2008, when uh, Senator John McCain ran for president, uh, I volunteered with his campaign, uh, and I continued to to do so on some local campaigns and in some other campaigns. Um, and at one point in time, I started having a conversation with uh, with some political operatives and. They said, you know, you should run for for office yourself. Never was my intention, uh, but you know, I signed on and I did, and um, and then I I did so a couple more times to serve out my six years that I was in office. It's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people, politics was never really the plan. It was an accident. But once you were in the job, do you feel like it was somewhere that you wanted to be? Yeah, I definitely had a skill set that lent it itself to uh to serving in political office um you know now that being said there's a lot of stress that comes with the position uh, a lot of time away from family uh, so there are um now that I've I've retired from the Pennsylvania House some glimmers of hope for some more substantial uh, quality family time and things of that nature that you know, I just wasn't able to enjoy uh, as thoroughly when I was in office. Yeah. And now that you're out of office, is it maybe frustrating that you might see things happening and issues that you feel strongly about that you can't directly do anything about anymore? You know, absolutely. And and I'm going to address that in, in a couple of different ways. Number one, you know, uh, just this past week, we saw the election of the Speaker of the House in the Pennsylvania yeah. State House. And, you know, so that was kind of hard to watch from the sidelines rather than actually being there and, and having a vote. That said, um, you know, advocacy is so important, no matter what issue you're working on. Um, and our elected representatives, our elected senators, um, they need to listen to uh, to the constituency. So if you can be a strong vocal advocate, there's still a place uh, for you to make legislative changes without 
directly having a vote within uh, the chamber. So, you know, I can I plan to continue my work on uh, some legislative priorities and uh, to advocate for myself and for those issues and uh, and would be open to advocating for others as well. And what do you make of America at the moment? You were a Republican representative, so I'm guessing the president at the moment wouldn't be your first choice. So what do you make of the whole administration and everything politically? You know, I think one of the problems we're seeing here in the United States of America is that we have become extremely polarized. The right is moving further right and the left is moving further left. And there's really no, uh, let's say, civil discourse or debate that is happening um, in the chambers. People kind of go into everything with a mindset that they already know how they're going to vote and how um, you know they're going to do something, and, and you know I kind of long to see civility um, and that discussion and debate return to the political process, um, so that we can really hear out each side's ideas and platforms, and then make an educated decision on which direction we should go. And that's kind of the idea of the new podcast that I have, Commonalities, uh, which you can find on. Uh, any of the the major podcast download sites, or you can visit uh, commonalities.online for more information about that show. But, you know, that's my point, that we need to come closer together so we can make the best decisions for everyone in the United States. Yeah. And why do you think we're more polarised now? Because it's, of course, happening in America, but it's not just in America. In Britain as well recently, is it social media? Is it something else? You know, I think social media and media in general definitely plays a part in it but um you know i i was a politician so i can uh, i can blame this on the politicians and not feel <laughs> bad about it yeah. uh you know politicians have become uh you know very cutthroat in the way that they campaign especially here in the united states we're seeing that more now in great britain as well um, where, you know, political advertising makes a huge difference. And, um, you know, here in the United States, television and radio is prominent, but especially uh, sending out mail pieces, a postcard that you receive in the mailbox, um, you know, in a typical three-month campaign, you'll see from one side, uh, seven to eight pieces of mail that land in your mailbox yeah. uh, that eventually end up in the trash. But the messages that those mail pieces are carrying are normally very negative about um, their opposition. And because of that, it it has, I believe, made you know your average American uh, more polarized because they're used to seeing uh, people kind of screaming at each other rather than civilly debating. And so, you know, they think they have to pick one side or the other, where really we can uh, both agree that there's a problem someplace, uh, but have two different ways to solve it. And, and we have to talk that out to figure out the best way uh, of doing so. So, you know, yeah. I, I think that's one of the, the lead reasons why we're seeing the polarization of, of politics globally. Of course, with your podcast, it's called Commonalities, and there is more that unites us than what divides us, a lot of people say. Do you try and unite people on your podcast? We do. Uh, we also educate people from e- each point of view. You know, there's no denying the fact that I'm a conservative Republican. I have a <laughs> legislative voting record that you can look at. So as the host of the show, 
I try to be uh, a little more middle of the road. Um, and I always welcome a discussion if we have one guest on one episode that is uh, talking about the uh, the right point of view. I'm always willing to have someone from the left come on and have the same discussion. Uh, and, you know, I'll qu- question them in the same way uh, so that I understand where they're coming from as well. And, and I think that benefits our listeners. Yeah. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I guess it makes sense because even if your goal was to argue and convince people of the right-wing view, you'd still want a left-wing view because you don't want to be living in an echo chamber. Sure, you know, and and I could go on my show and and do my best um, Rush Limbaugh impersonation or or whatever. Uh, and, you know, just be hard right and and cut to the core. And, mm. you know, this is my beliefs and this is what I think and this is right. Um, but if you do that, you're only going to be talking to your base. You're not going to be having a conversation where the other side's willing to listen because you're just espousing and yelling your beliefs at them. So uh, I think through the show, we present that in a different way. Um, where I think you could be uh, a Democrat or Republican and independent uh, regardless and listen to the show and uh, and gain some insight. Now, the midterms a couple of months ago in America, a lot of predictions were that there would be this red wave, but that didn't really happen as much as people thought it would. Why do you think that happened? Well, you know, the best, uh, and, and I've given this a lot of thought and some study, the best uh, solution or, or scenario that I uh, can come up with is the fact um, that there was the release of the court case uh, or the Supreme Court's ruling on Roe versus Way. And, um, you know, abortion is a, an issue that mobilizes people, whether they are uh, for or against. And I simply believe that the pro-choice individuals uh, who would be left-leaning, 
uh, were motivated by that court case's uh, decision being released. And so they showed up at the polls. The other thing we're seeing here in the United States, um, and it, it differs state by state, uh, but ultimately makes a difference in a national election, is uh, the use of voting by mail. So, you know, in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, we've had uh, absentee voting, where if you were in the hospital or sick or ex- et cetera, you had an extenuating circumstance, you had to travel for business, you could request a mail-in ballot, and then you mailed it in. Uh, those weren't used in a uh, very wide capacity. Uh, a couple years ago, and, and I was in office and voted for it when it happened, we instituted no-excuse mail-in voting, where anyone can request a mail-in ballot they receive that ballot, they can put it back in the mail, and they don't have to go into a polling place. Um, a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives don't believe that there is safety and security in voting by mail. So, you know, they are hard and fast to showing up on the polls on election day on for one day. Um, now that mail-in voting has happened, whether you like it or whether you don't, it's not going to leave uh, anytime real soon. So I think the right needs to embrace that because right now uh, requests for mail-in ballots are six to one uh, with the Democrats leading in the number of mail-in ballots requested. So they're going and asking, you know, Aunt Sally, hey, uh, do you want to vote? And she may be in a nursing home or unable to to walk real well. They're getting her the mail-in ballot. She's sending it back in. And, uh, and Aunt Sally of the Republican side, um, you know, there's just no effort being taken to make sure that they get to the polls or maybe they can't get to the polls. So uh, the the turnout is really leaning uh, to the left right now. And, uh, and, and, you know, my final point is is just to clarify, if Republicans don't accept uh, mail-in voting and embrace it, um, I think it's going to be an uphill battle. Why is it that right-wing people and Republicans are less likely to use mail-in votes? Because you say it's because maybe they don't trust the security and all that. But I would guess, no matter what your political opinions are, you would still have the same worries. Yeah, so you do have the same worries. Um, I think a lot of it is came from President Trump. Um, President Trump was not a fan of mail-in voting, had made... Um, some statements and tweets uh, telling um, the people that were on his side to show up to the polls and to go that day. Um, And I'm not going to deny that there aren't some security issues with mail-in voting. You know, we're using post office boxes, we're dropping it in the mail. Um, The mail's pretty secure. I've sent checks in the mail to pay bills. Uh, But that being said, it's not as secure as showing up to a poll, showing identification, walking inside and uh, in that volunteer, knowing exactly who you are and knowing that you've only voted once. Um, So there are ways that we could strengthen the security of mail-in voting. Um, But, you know, if I had a crystal ball, I would say it's not going to go away. And what would you say is the biggest issue right now facing America? That's a great question. I I think that the economy is a huge issue that people have concern for. uh, And rightfully so. We see inflation just going through the roof. Uh, The way we tax our small businesses, that's a big issue within the United States. Um, like I said, uh, you know, if I if I had to give a top five or a top ten list, I would throw uh, uh, medical and recreational marijuana on there as uh, high priorities. 
you know, not because they're the highest priorities, but because our constituency are very interested in those issues. Um, you know, and, and those laws are rapidly changing state by state. The legality and access to abortion uh, is a big issue. Now that the Supreme Court has uh, has reversed the Roe decision uh, and made that clarification uh, this past summer, um, you know, and for pro-lifers, they definitely want to fight that. And as always in the United States, because of our rural background and um, the way we were founded, uh, many of our constituents are firm believers in the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms. So that continues to be uh, an issue that, you know, the left is looking at it from one way and, and the right looking at it from another way. Uh, globally, I think we're viewed a little bit differently uh, with with some of our beliefs as far as that goes. But I would say those are the big priorities, whether you are in state government or the federal government here in the United States right now. A lot of them are things that, like bearing arms, for example, a lot of people, if they're on the left, they might feel it's never going to change. If you were to do any kind of reform, it would never pass. You know, you would have a difficult time passing it. But what we have here in the United States, what we're seeing is... um, and and the left is very good at this, and I give them credit, incremental change that happens that eventually gets you to your ultimate goal. So if your ultimate goal is to ban guns completely, you would start with maybe what we refer to as red flag laws, where um, people with certain mental health conditions would be barred from owning a firearm or possessing, possessing a firearm. Then you would go to bans of certain types of firearms. Uh, People are saying, why does a magazine or a clip need to have so many rounds in it? So we want to limit the uh, the amount of ammunition that's in a firearm. Um, you know, those are the incremental changes that I think could be coming. And, and you'll have people on the left say, no one's coming for your guns. Um, <laughs> and they're not coming for your guns today. But there is an erosion of the right to keep and bear arms that people like myself who sit on the conservative on the right side um, can see happening. And that's why we're so worried about what ultimately happens, because, you know, I'm I'm not thinking that we'll pass legislation this term to uh, ban firearms. But where will we be in 20 or 50 years if we have that incremental change? Well, what's coming up for you? Do you have any particular podcast episodes that you're excited about and any other projects? Well, you know, I don't have my podcast schedule in front of me. We do have uh, great guests on all the time. Um, Just to give another shout out, the podcast is Commonalities. Um, we tag it as uh, discussing all the things your grandmother told you not to discuss with friends, politics, <laughs> finances, and religion. And my grandmother <laughs> used to literally say, listen, you don't want to offend your friends, so don't talk about religion with them. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about money. Um, so on the show, we talk about all of those things. Yeah. And um, and those are the big items that need to be discussed and need to be out in the open. Uh, so that's the reason why we do the podcast. Um, I have uh, a one book that I was a uh, co-author on. It's called Empowered in Pittsburgh. It's a book for young professionals trying to navigate the world of uh, professional life after what we refer to here in the United States as college or post-secondary education. Um, you know, just kind of getting your feet wet in adulthood and how do you become a productive member of society? That's been out for several years, but I'm working on a new piece that I hope to have out in the fall of 2023 
um, that it talks about my time in public office, kind of a memoirs of sort. And our working title is uh, I fell from the mountain halfway up. Now, where do I go from here? And, uh, you know, I had some personal struggles with addiction that uh, caused me to to get out of the political life, at least for the time being. And uh, and so the book is going to discuss uh, that and other lessons that uh, that I've learned through my time in public office. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I just uh, signed up for a TikTok, although I don't completely understand TikTok. <laughs> uh, also, also on LinkedIn for professional reasons. Uh, but you can always visit me at Matthew D is in David Dowling D O W L I N G dot com Matthew D Dowling dot com. And uh, that links to all of my social media sites and so forth that you can uh, view episodes of commonalities or you can listen to episodes uh, in the podcast format all right from that site. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you on the show. Great talking to you. You take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.